What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Dog Talk with your host, Holden. Hope everybody's doing good. Hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas as we gear up for the new year. New Year approaching uh, this Friday when the New Year's Six Bowl games take place. Obviously, our dogs are going to be right in the mix of that as we get ready to take on Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl. Looking forward to it. I know there's been a lot that's happened between uh, the last time we spoke and now, so we've got plenty to catch up on. Uh, I probably still won't be able to hit all the high points just because I don't have all the stats and everything in front of me at the moment as I am driving, but we're going to try our best to get a lot of the information out there. Uh, again, hope everybody had a great and very Merry Christmas. Uh, video, as far as video goes, I will not have a video for this episode, partially because uh, I am driving, so obviously it's a lot more difficult to put any kind of video uh, to work when you're doing that. So <laughs> that's just kind of part of it. Um, anyways, one thing I wanted to note is we do obviously have a lot of players between underclassmen that have opted out and uh, obviously classmen that are able to, as far as declaring for the NFL draft between our juniors and seniors. Quite a few of them, a top, few off the top of the uh, board there that I was looking at. I know defensively, Monty Rice today, today is Wednesday uh, when I'm recording this, having to do this a little earlier than I normally do. Monty Rice has declared for the NFL draft and will forego uh, the Peach Bowl. Then a couple of the others, let's see, Ben Cleveland there on the offensive line, he has decided to sit out. Good thing is, offensively, we don't have a lot of guys who are deciding uh, to opt out before it. Again, I don't have all the names and stuff in front of me. I heard that Aziz Ojolari will be opting out, but then Kirby came out and said that he's actually going to be a part of the team. Look forward to hopefully getting Richard LeCount back. Looks like he's going to be able to make it back as well as uh, I almost said McKenzie Milton. Uh, but, uh, wow, I'm still blanking on his name. Kendall Milton, excuse me, sorry. I knew I'd get it there in a second. But anyways, look forward to hopefully getting him back as well. Fingers crossed on that. And then there is also the possibility that Keely Ringo makes his debut in the Peach Bowl for the Georgia Bulldogs. So look forward to that. Uh, as well, obviously, like I said, Aziz Ojolari will be at the Peach Bowl. Glad to see that he's going to be there. Hope these other guys can get there. Some of the kind of fun, kind of exciting news is we are going to wear black jerseys again. So they'll break them out one last time for this season. Kind of excited to see that, especially in the bowl game. I'm hoping that uh, with the opt-outs that we do have defensively, uh, that Georgia will still be smart enough and all of our backups will be tough and strong enough to be able to keep us uh, in the game and, and make a good game. And obviously, we want to come out with a win afterwards. So fingers crossed for all that. Uh, got a pretty good feeling that will happen. Our offensive woes that were uh, the start in the middle of the season, they've for the most part been eliminated as JT Daniels has come in and helped to get the job done. So glad to see that. Obviously, George Pickens, we look for him to have another big game. Uh, one other thing that I do want to touch on, kind of on a lighter, sad note, uh, did see that James Cook's father actually passed away unexpectedly, I believe, today at the age of 46. So uh, I haven't seen the report come out that he won't be in the bowl game, but I think we can all go ahead and put that one in your mind that unfortunately for him he will not be there so prayers to him you know his bro brother Dalvin Cook that played for Florida State prayers to uh, him as well obviously their entire family and that one has the sudden loss of his father um, so a little bit lighter note there as far as 
going into some of that. Hate, hate to hear that. You always uh, hate to hear when stuff like that happens. So, again, just prayers up to them. So, James Cook could be out. Hopefully, uh, Zeus, he should be able to take care of some carries. And if we get Kendall Melton back, obviously, that's just another uh, set of legs back there uh, to be able to not feel, but to, to, to come in that space where, where James Cook is obviously he's, he's an extremely great threat back there in the running position as well as uh, taking some passes when running backs do actually go and drop down for a pass. So have a couple other guys to be able to stand in, and that spot will be good. Um, it's very exciting. The game is going to be at lunchtime, if I remember correctly. It may be 4 o'clock. You know, again, I don't have any information in front of me. Everything that I'm telling you right now is just off the top of the brain. So, uh, but what I'm going to do is this episode will drop, and I'm more than likely, unless something gets sideways, uh, I'll be out of town this weekend was why I'm doing it a little bit earlier. But my hope is I get back early enough Sunday that I can still do the normal Sunday episode after uh, the games from this weekend uh, where I'll update and we'll go through and talk about it. And then I'll debate it. It depends on how Sunday goes. I may go ahead and drop uh, all of the stats and all that fun stuff on the Sunday episode. More than likely, though, I'm going to hold off and wait till Thursday to kind of wrap up with the season finale, all the stats, all the awards that I want to give out to our to our dogs, because uh, I think that'd be kind of fun to end the season. But uh, I hate that I hadn't heard from you guys or talked to you guys in a little while, but, you know, Christmas time is my favorite time of year, so it's, it's been uh, nice to enjoy some time with family and friends and get ready to end this year that has been 2020, such an interesting one, and get ready and prepared for uh, the upcoming 2021 year. This is the start of it, you know, no, no telling where we'll be come the start of next football season, no telling where we'll be come the next, the end of next football season either. You know, plenty of stuff can happen between now and then. One thing that I was thinking about earlier that was kind of funny is think back to when they were talking about some of these conferences, such as the Big Ten, possibly the Pac-12 as well, would be playing in the spring. You're talking about they would just now really be getting together, I would imagine, once the new year starts to get started with their season coming up in February or March, April. I don't even remember when they were talking about starting. But it, wouldn't that just be a strange thing if right now we were talking about a couple of the other conferences that would be preparing to play football now? I think it would be very interesting to see what would happen in the fall had that happened. Obviously, that didn't. So luckily, we don't have to worry anything with it. But just something to think about there. Uh, that I was thinking about earlier. Uh, again, prayers up to anybody who is dealing with the coronavirus. I know it's a big deal right now. Everybody try to stay safe because uh, obviously coming to get, I would never tell anybody you can't be with your family or anything like that when it comes to Christmas time. Just be careful as far as uh, some of the other stuff goes. Getting around a lot of people that you don't know and stuff, especially when it comes to New Year's. You know, a lot of people like to go out to bars and, and have a good time. Completely understand it. You guys just be safe. Because uh, we do want to, we do want to finally get through this thing, uh, at least to a point where some we can have a sense of normalcy when it comes to you know, take football for example, having having fans in the in the stands, having a crowd at a game, uh, a lot of different things as far as all that stuff goes. So y'all just be safe as far as all that goes. Um, I may jump, I may I may put in a little break right here and, and just come back in with uh, some more information. Just because, I mean, 
I don't have a lot right here in front of me. And once I get back to my computer, I can kind of finish off this episode uh, with a little bit more information for me. So let's uh, let's take a quick break and we'll jump back into it in just a bit. All right, you guys, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up real quick. Start with some of your stat lines in the Georgia-Cincinnati game. Again, kicking off at 12 o'clock on Friday. Uh, Georgia with the FBI index, according to ESPN, has a 70.6% chance to win this one. Cincinnati 29.4. As I said earlier, uh, the line, I think it may have been a little bit different. It's actually moved a bit. It's actually at 7. Over-under on that one's 50.5. Uh, here we go. Your stat lines. Let me get it pulled up. Here we go. All right. Georgia points per game, 33.2. Cincinnati 39.3. Points allowed, 19.9 for Georgia, 16 for Cincinnati. So that defense for Cincinnati is a big deal. We'll get to that in just a minute when we come to the yards allowed. Total yards in games obviously has gone up quite a bit since JT Daniels has been at the helm, their quarterback position. Uh, Yards per game, 421.3 for Georgia, 467.2 for Cincinnati. So they have so far led in all categories in the correct way. Passing yards, 232 for the Dogs, 242, just 10 yards better there for Cincinnati. Uh, Rushing yards, Cincinnati actually leads this category, two with 225, Georgia only 188. Georgia has not gotten the ball running quite as well as we usually do, Uh, but the times that we do, it seems like uh, they break out. There's been a couple of games here near the end of the regular season that the Dogs have been able to get things up and going as far as the run game goes. Uh, so then jumping two yards allowed, Georgia giving up 322. Cincinnati, Cincinnati excuse me, only giving up 310. Passing yards allowed, the Dogs are giving it up quite a bit, 25, or excuse me, 253.4 compared to 192.3 there for the Bearcats. And this is the only category as far as these stat-leading uh, team stats go that Georgia will lead, and that is rushing yards allowed. They're only giving up 69.3, so the Dogs' rush defense has continued to prevail and continue to be good and getting better every week, uh, whereas the Bearcats is 118.4. Still a pretty low number there uh, for the Bearcat defense, but nonetheless, Georgia, they do, do lead that category. So if the Dogs can slow the run game down and find a way to also keep the pass game in check, should be able to walk away with this one. Again, Cincinnati 9-0 coming in this one. Ranked one spot better than the Dogs at 8, where we stand at 9. Uh, but nonetheless, I do think that Georgia's going to come into this one. And if the guys that are playing, because again, like I talked about earlier, we do have some opt-outs. But the good news is we're getting some younger guys in. They're going to get a little bit of play time, get a little bit of experience in the, in the game, obviously. Uh, and... I think they're going to come fired up, ready to play. A lot of these guys have actually taken some snaps. Like I said earlier, it's mainly on the defensive side. You know, we've got a couple of offensive guys uh, that have opted out and declared for the draft. Uh, but most of that is coming on the defensive side of the ball, which if you know Kirby Smart and how Georgia's been, especially the past few years, uh, Kirby gets a lot of guys in the game, gets a lot of guys seeing the field in action on game day, uh, not only just in film room, and in practice, but luckily in-game situations. So should be okay as far as that goes. Obviously, your first string and your start, guys, uh, you do take a slight tick down when it comes to your second string, even your third string, obviously. Uh, but luckily, these guys have some experience and have gotten in a good bit. So 
look forward to seeing that Georgia defense come out and still be stout, uh, and hopefully the offense uh, again with with not really losing many guys um, to opt out or anything like that. Hopefully the offense will be able to continue to prevail and move forward there. Zeus is your rushing leader, 740 yards on the season so far, 10 touchdowns on 133 carries. Uh, Kiaris Jackson, he still leads the receiving cat, receiving category, 33 receptions, 467 yards with three touchdowns. Um, so we'll get that rocking and rolling. I actually do not have the stat in front of me for JT Daniels' numbers. Let's see if I can't pull them up real quick uh, while we look at it. Obviously, this game is going to be in Atlanta. Being in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, I guess, is, is, is that what they call it, the Superdome Stadium? Either way. Uh, I know it's supposed to be a little bit wet to, as far as the game would go on Friday. looks like pretty wet weather, but obviously being inside, it's not going to affect that. So one good thing to look at there. Um, my goodness, I can't, don't know why I can't get my, my stat leaders to pull up here. I've been able to get it pulled up in the past, but that's not, not, terribly, uh, not terribly unexpected. We know, basically put it to you this way, we know that JT Daniels is going to be able to throw the ball. Uh, obviously, if we can get the ball moving in the air, that obviously opens up some more run game. And if we can get the run game going as well, that's going to open up the air game. Uh, it's very hard to make Georgia one-sided, or excuse me, it's very hard to, Stop Georgia in all aspects of the game. Special teams, that's going to be a big difference in this game as well. Um, obviously, you know, Kiaris has come in, and he's had some pretty good returns on the season. Had a couple of different situations where we've had good returns throughout the season. Hopefully that can continue uh, for the dogs as we take on Cincinnati here in the Peach Bowl. Um, looking forward to this one. Looking forward to starting a new year next season. Uh, but looking forward to end on a high note again with so many opt-outs that are coming. I, I've got a feeling this is going to be a pretty good insight to what things should look like at the start of the next season. Now, a lot of stuff can change between now and then. There, There's a wide-open transfer portal. Obviously, Georgia has lost a few guys to that, and that can very well continue as things progress. Um, obviously, get your signing class in, get a couple of new guys, new faces come in into the season next year. That can make a difference. Uh, which will keep you guys in touch as far as all that stuff goes. Uh, my plan, as I said before, is we're going to jump into uh, the, the, the review of the game, the Peach Bowl, probably Sunday evening. Hope, the hope is I'll be able to, coming back in, review that, and then it'll basically be kind of a, a, a overloaded stat and awards show after that. And then I may do one last show just on a bit of recruiting before I close out this season. And, uh, and it may be a little bit before you guys hear from me before we get to the normal national signing day and then we get to the spring game. So we may have some gaps in between that because primarily what I want to cover is uh, Georgia football. As far as this podcast goes, I may get a little bit, you know, I may add a little bit of other sports into it. There's just so much more that goes into, uh, you know, college football. Or, or excuse me, college basketball. There's there's a lot more into it, a lot more into baseball, softball. There's so many different sports. So a lot that we could talk about and go into and over. Uh, but for the most part, I'm going to keep this pretty, pretty focused on the college football side of things as I plan to do. Um, 
nonetheless, one of the other sides of things, as I just say, I'm going to keep it college football. Uh, the college basketball team, Georgia, undefeated, continues to rock and roll uh, throughout the season. I look forward to seeing how that shakes out. I know that it was a pretty good end to last season. Could have been a lot better. Uh, we're hoping for it to be a bit better. Uh, but we'll see how everything uh, continues to shake out for the rest of the season. Hopefully all goes well then. Again, continue prayers up for James Cook and his family, as I said earlier. Um, look forward to seeing this game come up. I know I'm just repeating myself basically on that. I've been waiting, hoping my stat lines will come up. Let's look at just the last five games of the season for Georgia. You got the win over Kentucky, not very pretty, 14-3, to the loss to Florida. And then finally we get uh, JT Daniels in. We get the win over Mississippi State, only by a touchdown, 31-24. to South Carolina, big win, 45-16, and then take down Missouri, 49-14 at the time Missouri was ranked. Cincinnati's last five. Here's the telltale sign that I'll get to in just a minute. Memphis, they win 49-10 convincingly. Houston, 38-10 convincingly. Uh, Eastern Carolina, 55-17 convincingly, obviously. UCF, 36-33. It's a tight one. We know UCF's been a pretty good team in the past. Uh, a little bit of a tick down this year, uh, but only a field goal win there. And then they also struggle with Tulsa, which is ranked 23rd at the moment, but they only win by a field goal there against them. And I have a feeling just because the way that Georgia's offense has begun to progress and really get rocking and rolling here with JT Daniels. I have a pretty good suspicion. Don't want to cause any jinxes or anything. But if our offense can be pounding the way that it has been and our defense can stand up the way that we know that Georgia's defense can, this game could be, be pretty wop-sided. Like I said a minute ago, it's a seven-point line on it as far as the spread goes. Uh, and I, I could see that number being – I would definitely take Georgia with that number – and the 50-and-a-half, I would also take the over on that because I could see Georgia putting up, uh, I don't know, I could see this one 38, eh, 38-17. I could see it maybe more than that. Uh, but I would take that over 50-and-a-half and obviously give me Georgia minus 7 in that one. So uh, one other thing to look to, uh, let's see. Just trying to see if my other number will pop up, but it doesn't. So we're going to move on from that. Again, go dogs. Hope everybody has a very safe, safe and happy start to the new year. Uh, hopefully the dogs can bring it in the right way with a win there at lunchtime up in Atlanta uh, to get the start of the 2021 season off to a bang. And uh, I will check in on you guys Sunday after the game and everything. And also we will know who's going to be playing in the national championship after that. So look forward to checking in with you guys and seeing how everything goes there. Outside of that, good all.